can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. G'day folks, welcome back to Monday's Down Under. I'm Peter, joined by Shane. G'day Shane, how are you? Yeah, Peter, pretty good, thank you, and yourself? Yeah, good, very, very good. Yes. How's your weekend going? Well, the weekend is pretty hectic. It's the joys of having kids and trying to do some renovation work at the same time. It's not a good combination. Don't start me on renovations. I've got the renovation from hell going on at home at the moment. Has been for a very long time. Swimming pool. Uh, that's part of it. The yeah. uh, entire backyard got demolished, including the old concrete pool, and uh, rebuilt. But the um, the builder is less than competent, shall we say. Well, that's mm. The uh, uh, builder for the alfresco room and yeah. everything else, the pools, pools. Well, I'm doing all the equipment on it, so that'll be done right. <laughs> well, you hope so, mate. Mm, one would hope. You've uh, caught the sun there a bit, a bit, I see. Bit of a warm yeah. one, huh? Yeah, today's been a... Um, they've had a fun day for kids, a um, place called Pambure Basin in Auckland. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of kids' activities to do for the, um, uh, for the children, and um, there's... There were so many people there. It was absolutely packed, and the weather has been beautiful today. So it's been a very good morning and afternoon. Lovely. Sun is finally shining in Auckland today. It's it's still been pretty crappy weather, but it is what it is. What sort of temperature are we looking at today over there? I'd say it's around mid twenties. So it's definitely hot enough for my uh, my uh, British complexity shall we say right so that's 77 fahrenheit uh today here it's 35 which is 95 fahrenheit and over the next few days we'll be hitting up to 37 which is about 98 um for the americans listening so a little bit warm but uh it's when it gets over 40 that it's um that it becomes a bit of a Mm. a a bit too much uh 40 celsius is 104 fahrenheit um we have had temperatures up in, you know, 43, 44. Hottest one ever was 46 point something. Uh, so that's about 100, 115 Fahrenheit. Mm. Uh, that gets uncomfortable. Do you tend to have your siestas in the afternoon? It's too bloody hot to sleep. <laughs> but the, the unfortunate thing about uh, this line of work is when it's really hot, is when people want their pools looked at. Mm. Um, of course, you always get the jokers who give you a call and say, oh, we need to use the pool today. It's 40, you know, 42 degrees. How soon can you be here? And I say, oh, about three weeks. Um, I, when they say then, can you recommend someone who's available? I just say quite openly, look, if they're available this time of year in this weather, 
they're probably not very good because they're not in demand. Mm. Uh, simple as that, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm beating customers away with a stick at the moment. It's um, uh, I've never seen a busier season. Mm. It's even busier than when we uh, were in the height of COVID. And that right. at the time was by far the busiest I'd ever seen. Yeah. So you're out having fun with the family. I'm stuck in my office in front of the workshop today doing paperwork and um, trying to uh, advertise one of our vehicles for sale. Oh, yes. So, uh, yeah, let's see if we can sell this thing. Because I had a couple of technicians leave, it's no point having me all these vehicles. Uh, so I've still got a spare uh, for when I put someone else on. Yeah. But the other thing, the one I'm selling is a van, which I'm not such a fan of vans, no pun intended. Uh, I prefer something uh, where I'm separate from everything I'm carrying. Right. Uh, now, I know you drive a van, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We got a, um, when we started the business, we got an LDVG 10. Yep. So at the time when we, when we were starting the business, it was during COVID. So freight coming into the country, especially vehicles, was mm-hmm. on hold. And um, the vehicles that we were looking at, Toyota Hiaces and Nissan Caravans, they were in very high demand. So you could you could find them online. They were probably about 200,000 Ks in on their odometer. Mm-hmm. And they were still selling for about 40,000 New Zealand dollars. So it was just, it was a case of, you know, how much longer is it going to last? Mm. You need to pay in quite a premium amount of money. So, um, yeah, we... Uh, we found LDV online. Um, they get they literally just got a new shipment coming in, um, and we managed to purchase one of them for a, a much better price. Yep. Um, much 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 lower case, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been running a dream since. Yeah. They, they do tend to have. Um, I've noticed in New Zealand, there's a lot of tradies. They look at it and think, "Oh, I don't know if I should we go with LDV." You know, it's because it's, it's the area that it's coming from. I won't mention where it's coming from, but that you know they they kind of think, is it going to last? Is it got a good reputation? But um, yeah, it's been really really good for us. No, good one. Mm. No, I've um, used vans in the past. I've uh, I like my truck. Yeah, I, I've got. You've seen the pictures of it. It's what, what is that? What what makes it? That that's an Isuzu. It's got seven and a half metric tons gross vehicle mass. So, tear as it is weighs uh, from memory about four ton, including all the toolboxes, tailgate or tail lifter, I should say, yeah. um, everything there. But I can put okay if it's about four ton, I can put three and a half ton of cargo on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means that the way I've designed it with the tail lift at the back, it's the type where columns. Uh, are on each side of it, and I've made the tool had the toolboxes on the back custom made so that I can fit a standard pallet in there. So if I go to a supplier, I don't need to manually load up stuff. I can say right, have it on a pallet, fork it onto the back of the truck, and I sort it out at the workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, saves a lot of time. Uh, everything's aluminium on the back of it, so corrosion isn't a problem. Uh, that's yeah. one thing that gets me with vans. I've seen a lot of pool guy vans or pool tech mm-hmm. vans. But after a couple of years, you can start seeing rust develop. Yeah. Uh, largely because they get 
water on them, especially salt water and the chemical fumes inside. So when um, when we purchased ours, we got it lined inside. It's a company called Rhino Linings. I know them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So basically, they line it um, midway, basically under where your window would be at the back of the cab, mm-hmm. all the way down. They do the floorings, they do the, the sliding doors, yep. uh, back open door, and they they coat it with this Rhino lining. Um, I'm not quite sure what material it's made from, but it's it's pretty much bulletproof and um i guess some sort of a polymer <laughs> it is some sort yeah it's got a lot of different additives involved in, inside mm. it but um when it when we went in there the guy was saying you know just to check out um just just to prove how good this material is they go on youtube type in rhino linings um and there's a couple of videos on there where they've lined the back of this ute um, and they put um, explosives. Basically, they've strapped this explosives to the back of this car. So they've done one without. Much like being a pool tech, isn't it? Some of the chemicals, they mix, boom. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the one that didn't have the lining, um, yeah, it went into smithereens. And then the one with the lining, it, it basically it, it, it absorbed the shock and it, it just ricocheted the, um, the explosion the opposite direction mm. and there was there was very little damage to these vehicles it was quite phenomenal to see so yeah we got this in in the back of the van and we um we installed something called a rotary vent on the roof yep so as you're driving by it spins around and it basically it vacuums out any of the fumes you know what we call them what's that a whirly gig a whirly gig a whirly gig <laughs> It's a technical term, mate. Technical term. (laughs) And I should say for anyone listening overseas, a ute is like a pickup truck. A pickup truck, yeah. So when I talk about my truck, it's not a pickup truck. It's what you, Shane, would call a lorry. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's a big truck. I'll see if I can get a photo of it and um, a photo of it uh, on the Talking Pools Facebook page, see what I can do there. But are you ever concerned in a van of having everything, despite the fact the back of your van is obviously bomb-proof, are you ever concerned of having a crash, for example, and being in the same vehicle? A little bit, yeah. If chemicals mix. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it's in the back of the mind. You know, it has, it has crossed my mind a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something called a bulkhead, yep. in, you know, behind my driver's seat. And in between the um, the rear of the van, um, so that gives it a little bit of protection. Is that uh, airtight or more a cargo barrier? Um, it's it is pretty airtight. I don't know if it's a hundred percent airtight, but it is it is pretty airtight. Um, so that 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 would definitely give us a lot more protection if if anything did happen. Yeah. But yes, the um, th- there is a few other companies in Auckland which you know have the same philosophy as yourself. They drive around in um, Mazdas and they're open back utes, you know, mm-hmm. pickup trucks, and they have everything in the back by themselves, like yourself as well on the back. Yeah. I've always got lockable uh, toolboxes on the back of uh, utes or trucks. Uh, basically, I don't want somebody, A, getting in and pinching my stuff, mm. or B, getting in and, you know, getting hold of some of the chemicals I carry and mixing them and blowing themselves or someone else up. 
Yeah. Uh, frankly, if they're going to steal stuff off my truck, then um, I don't really care if they blow themselves up. It's anyone else innocent who uh, I can care about. There is a special place in hell for anyone who takes a tradesman's or tradesperson's tools or supplies off their vehicle. Yeah, it seems to happen a lot. It's not just theft, it's reducing the ability of that person to provide for their family. And that, I have an issue with that. You get it off your chest. I will. (laughs) There's a a TV show that was here, I'm as mad as hell. And that's uh, pretty much like it. Another thing that's got us uh, mad as hell, you love this segue, there's a local pool shop to us and it's about five minutes from my home. Mm-hmm. and their lease is coming up to expiring, and there's been rumours that they might shut down. And on Friday afternoon, about 4 o'clock, got a phone call from another pool technician I get on very well with, and a big shout-out to Dan there. Your name's not Dan, you're not coming in. And um, he was saying, oh, did you hear about these guys? I said, no, but I can guess. And they said, okay, well, he told me they'd rung the store manager from head office, and said, look, we'll see how we go on a couple of over the next couple of weeks, but we're making a decision on what to do. Five minutes later, he got another call saying, Oh, stay there. The general manager's coming down to collect your keys. We're closed as of this afternoon. Oh. Now, I was going to go there Saturday morning to pick up a lot of supplies. Mm. I had to do Saturday yesterday with no liquid chlorine, which for some of the jobs, a couple of green pool recoveries I was starting liquid chlorine would have been the best choice. Mm. So that put me out. Uh, Dan, who rang me, he was saying that, look, he was going to be there first thing Monday morning to grab, I think it was 35 drums of chlorine uh, for some commercial jobs that day. Now that's going to put him behind for the whole day because he's got to travel a lot further to a supplier that uh, can actually sell him the stuff. Yes. If they've got it in stock. Because if they suddenly get bombarded with all the tra- tradies coming in there, they may not have the stock because they're primarily a retail store to the public. But I, I say on the record, I think it's a very, very low thing. Uh, the manager of that store was a chap named Gary. He has been there for decades. People love him. He gives the, some of the best service in the industry. He's got customers who have been coming to him for over 20 years. Wow. He got five minutes' notice that he's, uh, he was no longer in a job. Uh, dick move, serious dick move by management there. Mm. I got the email, I think it was about 5, 6 o'clock, whatever, that night, saying, oh, you can now go to our Balcata store, which is you know the other side of the city for me. That's that's a good half-hour drive to get there. You know, oh, we're sorry for the inconvenience, but we trust we'll continue to be able to supply. They've lost a lot of customers down south of the river. Perth is separated north and south by the Swan River and right. a lot of rivalry between the two. But for those of us who are based south of the river, we don't want to have to go north of the river, go through the city to go and pick up, you know, if I need half a dozen drums of chlorine in a hurry. Yeah. Um, salt as well, which we go through a lot of here. Mm. That's something, I mean, the nearest place is going to be the hardware store. So that price has gone up uh, about $2 a bag more uh, for a 20-kilo bag. What's that, 44 pounds or some such thing? Uh, So that's very inconvenient. 
but also that shop stocked a lot of really random spare parts. And I don't want to have to start ringing around to all these other suppliers to find out if they've got them or not, knowing that this place stocked them, and then having to drive half an hour or more mm. to go and collect it really yeah. does make things inconvenient. Yeah. So I do know uh, I uh, I told one of my main suppliers about it, uh, my actually my main chemical supplier, uh, and they said, "Oh, we're going to have a look into look into that." Uh, they that shop also sold a lot of acid to the brick cleaning people. Okay. You know, the building goes up, brick brick house, for example, they go in, clean off the, the daggy bits. Um, yeah. Terrible job. I've done that before a couple of times and I wouldn't wish that job on anyone. Yeah. But they would go through pallets and pallets of hydrochloric acid. And where are they going to get it from now? Uh yeah. The main centres for pool supplies are a suburb called Bibra Lake, which is about 15 minutes, maybe 20 from my place. And then you've got a couple of major distributors. Uh, Fluidra is one of them. Yes. Fluidra in Western Australia will not sell 20 litre, what's that, uh, five gallon, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, drums of chlorine or acid to anyone except the major hardware chain they supply. I've gone in there and I've said, you've got pallets of these chlorine drums. Can I buy a couple? And they said, no, can't sell it to you. Even though you've got an account with them? I've got an account with them. I buy a fair bit of stuff off them. Not a huge amount, but a fair bit of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if anyone in Perth, Western Australia, is looking at opening up a chemical supplier south of the river, Mm. uh, preferably around Williton, Canning Vale, that would be... uh, that would be a very good move. Actually, I'll also speak to Reese. Reese Plumbing Supplies are really making a big push in the pool industry here at the moment. They've bought out a number of uh, suppliers. I believe they now own Waterwitch, which is a uh, self-leveling device, autofill. They bought out uh, International Quadratics in Australia and a a few other lines. So uh, I may actually have to stick to their local speak to their local place and say, hey, how are you for acid and chlorine in bulk? Because mm-hmm. uh, I have an account with them as well. I like to have a lot of different accounts with or accounts with a lot of different suppliers just to maximise my ability to get hold of stuff, yes. especially if there's a, um, a certain job that may require something a little bit outside the box. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. There was a job I had to do a quote for her maybe about a month ago. Um, it was the job that uh, the health centre, we were talking about the CO2 crisis. Yes. And having to change over their sanitising uh, system. 
So um, they were initially thinking about a cell chlorinating system for yeah, it's roughly half a million size, uh, half a million liter size pool, um, and try and find a cell chlorinator um, that a company does in New Zealand was extremely difficult. Yeah, I will just say that's about one hundred and thirty-two thousand gallons. Oh, thank you, Peter. Yep. I have my converter open on another screen. Very good, very good. It's on the ball. That's um, right. But, yeah, you know, I reached out to all of my suppliers um, and there was just one supplier that come back, said, yeah, you know, we do this, we do up to this size, so chlorinator. It will need to come from Germany, um, but there is a six-week six week wait um, if they run ahead with it. Um, and the other option was if they were to go with uh, liquid chlorine and hydrochloric acid. Um, two suppliers, they recommended the same units, exactly the same mm-hmm. unit. Um, but everybody else was saying, no, we, we, we just can't go up to that size. So it did make me realize how much of an, of an, of an advantage it is to have as many suppliers you can pick from compared to a very small amount say if you did own a franchise Mm -hmm. um, just limited to a handful of nominated suppliers yeah i guess your your buying power is very good but you know if these nominated suppliers don't do any of this um specialized equipment that you're looking for you know you could be in a, a bit of a pickle with that one Oh, big disadvantage because if they then go somewhere else to buy it and that other, that somewhere else company says, oh, while you're at it, can we quote on regular servicing? You might lose mm-hmm. that account. So that's a very real risk. I know that I've had uh, had jobs before where I've gone out and I've said, oh, while I'm doing this equipment whatnot, uh, this is what I'll charge for regular servicing and this mm-hmm. is what I include. And I said, oh, we'll change over to you then. Um, had one the other day, went out to quote. And when I arrived, I thought this, I was told it was a residential pool. This place looked like an army barracks. It was huge, beautiful old old building, mm. but it was enormous. And went out the back. I met the, met the people. I said, now, this isn't commercial, is it? This is a residence. And uh, the, the lady said, oh, no, it's just a really big house. And um, went round the back to this pool. Beautiful, beautiful two-sided infinity edge pool, fully tiled with glass mosaics and a really top job. Uh, it, it looked like a resort pool with all the furnishings and accessories around it. Their outdoor kitchen makes me jealous, and we've spoken about my addiction to barbecues and how many I've got. That was sweet. Ideas from this one at least. <laughs> yeah, they've also got a separate spa. And they've got this uh, fountain, basically. It's a water feature, uh, three metres, what's that, nine feet, ten feet, Mm. uh, about 10, 11 feet in uh, diameter with this uh, big brass statue in the middle of it uh, with deck jets and all sorts of stuff. And so, yeah, they weren't happy with the previous guy who uh, maintained the pool. Uh, He was about half the price that I quoted. And the customer, when I gave him my price, the customer said, yep, we'll go with you. You're twice as much, but these other guys just stuffed me around too much. 
um, they would, you know, the spa went green. So we rang them and said, why is the spa green? And he, the, the uh, previous guy said, oh, well, the pump isn't working. He said, well, why didn't you tell me that or at least just take it away and fix it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, green, green spa. Very well set up plant room. One of the best I've seen on any residential or commercial pools. Uh, all high-end Pentair equipment. Yeah. Uh, a number of systems. Uh, it's got the uh, main pool has its own system, salt system. The infinity trough has its own system separate to that, uh, depending on if you want to have the water trickling over the edge. Uh, obviously, that increases evaporation, which is a concern where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do occasionally have water restrictions. Uh, reticulation on the gardens, that's very strictly regulated. I just yes. hope we don't have massive restrictions on on pools uh, like they've had in some of the eastern states in years gone by. Um, but, yeah, even the water, the fountain has its own system, uh, cartridge filter. That one's got a tab feeder, yeah. uh, which is something we see very rarely here. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't know of any salt system small enough to handle that size body of water without keeping the um, keeping the chlorine level up through the roof, right? Okay. Um, and with that much, uh, I think it's a bronze statue. Um, it looked like bronze. Uh, high chlorine would just oxidize the hell out of that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, using um, trichlor tablets or bromine on that one, do you know? One would assume trichlor. Mm. But I am getting the owner to find out which type of tablet. I do not want to be the guy who uh, <laughs> sticks in trichlor tablets over bromine tablets. Or, but by the look of the way, I did a chemistry test, and uh, they're not that good at their chemistry. It was a fair way out, so you never know if they've stuck bloody calhypo in there. Um, calcium was through the roof on that. That was very high, so it's entirely possible. Mm. Um, the pool itself, uh, quite corrosive water, and it's a pretty big pool, all tiled. You can see where the grout's starting to perish, and it's only two years old. Oh, wow. So um, I think they're going to be surprised when I get the chemistry right and get it balanced at just how much nicer the water feels to swim in. Yes, yep. But uh, breathtaking property. It overlooks the uh, the river. Uh the, the river we've got is actually a, an estuary, so it connects to the ocean. This is just slightly inland of the uh, uh, of the ocean and sweeping views over the river. It's it's a remarkable, remarkable property and some of the nicest people you'd ever meet. Yeah. Uh, no arrogance to them, no pretense. Look, the guy's obviously done very, very well for, him, for himself. He just doesn't have to pretend. Yeah. So, um, no, I really uh, look forward to starting on that one, getting things fixed up. Good. Mm. So that's uh, anyone I've taken. But, uh, yeah, so that was all high-end Pentair stuff on that. Uh, There's a dozen different brands they could have gone with. Do you have any criteria for selecting what products you will supply or recommend to people? Um, to a certain degree, mm-hmm. I do. Yes. Um, one one would definitely be buying power. Um, just because when we started the business up, cash flow was quite essential. Yes. So 
that was that was quite paramount um and definitely reliability um there is there is certain products which which we use um which have been on the market maybe only about five years and they've kind of gone through their should we say their teething issues now and they're yes. starting to shine a lot better um i won't mention who they are but mm-hmm. we, we tend to use quite a lot of that um there is a lot of um big branded um equipment it, it kind of it depends I guess you could say I'm quite selective depending on what piece of equipment it is. I mean, if it's a soap chlorinator, there's specifics that I want. You know, I don't want it to be analog. I prefer it to be digital. Yes. Uh, ideally, there is a certain unit on the market that has a boost setting. Some of them don't have that. I prefer, I like that having that setting, you know, if you have to run it for yeah. 24 hours, 48 hours. Um, the cells need to have a good warranty on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be an example when it comes to to cell chlorinators. Um, but yeah, this yeah, depending on what 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 type of equipment it is, yeah, it's, mm. it's slightly different cr- criteria for each one. Um, yeah. I know yourself; you have. I have five criteria. Quite a regimental one yourself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. First of all, it has to, whatever product it is, it has to work Mm -hmm. uh, and has to be proven as working. And if somebody says, oh, we've got this new product here, it's just hit the market, great, lend me one, I'll test it for a while. And and when I say test it for a while, you know, three months, six months, depending on what the product is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's got to work well and be reliable. Secondly, when applicable, it's got to be user-friendly. Yes. Because if I sell, and again, going back to the example of a saltwater chlorinator, if I yeah. sell something too complicated, the owner or even worse, the tenant of a rental property is going to start jabbing their fingers at all the little buttons and make a right cock up of it and then expect me mm-hmm. to come out there and fix it. Yeah. Uh, and they never want to pay for that. So user-friendliness is paramount. Thirdly, there has to be good support from the manufacturer locally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that includes, uh, I'm fine if it's a local distributor. Uh, For example, Pentair doesn't have a a warehouse I can go into here. They've got distribution agents, which is is common. So uh, they've got to have that good support. If I've got a problem with an item, I need someone locally, not who's already knocked off halfway through the day because they're in a different time zone, that somebody local I can call and who's got the knowledge and say, right, I'm having this issue with that. Yes. Or if I say uh, the other day I was out at a job, a pump I installed oh, about a year ago, I guess, um, it was making this weird screeching, banging noise. So fortunately it's type where I've, uh, it's the type, same model as the service pumps I sometimes use right. uh, for draining pools or for um, vacuum to waste, that sort of thing. So I had one on the ute and swapped it out and I said, look, keep the service pump till this one's fixed. But I know that on Monday when, in this case, it'll be the wife who drops it in, not that she knows that yet, but she will be, uh, she'll drop it in there and I know they'll be able to take care of it under warranty. Yes. The fourth thing, spare parts. Right. I am sick to the hind teeth of some of these suppliers, and there's there's a couple in particular, 
one is notorious for this, who doesn't have any spare parts in the country or on my side of the country. Uh, This particular brand, again, no names mentioned. I have got three PCBs for a particular model of salt chlorinator. Mm -hmm. This model of chlorinator you see a lot, a lot of. I'm told that it's going to be anywhere from four to six weeks before they arrive in the east coast of Australia. And this mob can take anywhere from a week to a month to get stuff from the east coast to to where I am on the west coast. So these customers, their chlorinators just aren't working. I'm not about to sell them something where that's a risk. So good availability part. the spare parts timeframe, is this something which has happened over COVID or is it is it being like this even before COVID with these certain suppliers? Before COVID. It, oh, they, okay. Yeah, they've got a very big product range. They don't carry the spare parts over here. Mm. Uh, same brand, what was it, December, just over a year ago, I ordered a couple of very common chlorinator cells. That was in December I ordered them. They finally arrived in, I think it was April or May. So, yeah, and they kept telling me, oh, they'll be here in two weeks. Tell the customer, oh, two weeks. And they're saying, well, that's what you said four months ago. So it doesn't make me look good. I want anything I supply to make me look good. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is I have to trust the supplier, the local people, Mm -hmm. because there are some there who do a decent product, but I just don't trust them. Right. Uh, And then the company or the rep? Either or. Either or. Uh, quite often these are some of the very small players where there's just one or two people and, uh, you know, parts availability. They'll bring in a new model of something made in China or wherever in the world mm-hmm. and they'll say, oh, this is wonderful, we've tested it, we've checked it and I get one for a test and it's like, hang on, this thing doesn't work, it's not user-friendly, it's, uh, it's a piece of crap basically and yeah. I'm not about to put my name behind that. So they're the things, uh, the ways that I look at equipment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, when getting chemicals, I need to make sure that it's a good quality, Uh, you know, decent strength. I don't know if you've used PAC, polymerized aluminium chloride, like a liquid aluminium flock. Ah, it's great stuff. Uh, Have a listen to the episode I did on Mondays Down Under about bushfires a few months ago, about dealing with a pool after a bushfire, and I talk a bit about the, uh, the PAC. But I've seen that at 15% concentration and I've seen it at 65% concentration. 65% one's great. It works fantastic. The 15%, you have to use that much of the stuff that it's no longer cost effective. So, um, yeah, chemicals have to work, have to be reliable. There has to be a good supply. I need to trust the people who supply it to me because if I'm out on a job and something unexpected happens, and I don't know what it is, I need to be able to ring them and say, hey, why did this this pool just turn a certain shade of whatever colour? Yes. Yeah. So um, I think it's important that we're careful. Our customers expect quality service from us. Mm-hmm. We should expect quality service from our suppliers. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, that's my view on it. Mm. And I guess that goes back to having a good array of suppliers to choose from. Absolutely. Limited. Mm. Mm. Gee, we went off on a tangent there. But I think it's good stuff. I think it's uh, something we should be thinking about. 
Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think we've bought everyone enough today. Unless there's something you have to add on the that whole side of things? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, Peter. No. No. Okay. Well, I reckon we say a big uru to everyone out there. Uh, if you have any queries, feel free to email or if there's something you'd like us to talk about from an Australian, New Zealand perspective, flick mm. through an email, put it up on the Talking Pools uh, podcast Facebook group and we'll see what we can do. But you have yourself a bloody good day. Well, it's night for you almost, I'm guessing, over there by now. So, not, yeah, still got a little bit left. A little bit left? Little it's getting bit. mighty close to beer o'clock for you over there, though. Ah, uh, yeah, well, it's getting too expensive now, mate. It's a CO2 shortage. Of course. You mentioned that a uh, week ago. Flat red wine. Flat red wine. Hmm. <laughs> Talk about Australian versus New Zealand wines one day. Ooh, oh, that'd be a long conversation, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you have a good one. You too, Peter. Thank you. You take Talk care. Soon. Cheers. Bye. Just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 